Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and we get together about twice a week to chew on God's word and what we are being challenged by and encouraged in our own walks in hopes to pass that along to you. And this week, we have a special guest, Rich Carroll, the man, the myth, the legend. Hello, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Chris. How are you? Hi, I'm doing pretty good here. Good. Coming off of a a good quiet weekend and um, yeah, ready to get back into life this week. Yeah. Yeah. I always find, especially after a a weekend or if I have a long weekend, even I come back and I'm like, I have no memory of this place. I I don't know where I am. (laughs) But uh, you are in as uh, a special guest. It's your first time on the podcast. We're excited about because uh, it's that time of year again, about twice a year, we've been rolling out men's kind of devotional instructional community breakfasts that Jarrell has been leading up. And um, this time he's got a full roster of guys who are teaching at this thing. And you did the first one. Yeah. 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 That was a um, good opportunity for me to, to sink my teeth more Mm -hmm. into the Lord's prayer and think about it, especially that first line. And so, yeah, so I got to kick it off uh, last Tuesday and, uh, I think it was a, I think it was a helpful and encouraging time, you know, to think about God as our Father, mm-hmm. because that's what that whole first verse we just took the first verse, yeah. our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Yeah, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. So um, walk us through that a little bit. What what was kind of the the big takeaways or the challenges or encouragements you found in that first verse? Yeah. Well. It was, you know, you think of, when we think of God, we uh, tend to think of a very big God, almighty mm-hmm. maker of heaven and earth, judge of the living and the dead, and he is indeed all those things. But Jesus, his son, comes and begins to call him Father mm-hmm. and, becomes to, and, be, and be, makes it clear that we, as his believers, as his children— get to call God our Father as well. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus says right from the beginning in that prayer, this then is how you should pray. This then is how you should pray. And so he begins by not what we're to pray for, Mm -hmm. but who. Yeah. Who do we we aim our prayers at? Mm -hmm. And he says, our Father. Pray like this, our Father who art in heaven. So, uh, we begin to just kind of peel back a little bit about the fatherhood of God mm-hmm. and um, uh, that Jesus made clear uh, to us and throughout the Gospels that it was his father that he was praying to. It was father that gave him the words to speak. It was his father that directed his steps over and over again. Jesus would refer to God as his father. Mm-hmm. And so are we, you know, to, to, in prayer. Um, I gave a little uh, modern-day parable, Chris, that I'll, I'll take a few minutes to just share real quickly. Sure. But it's taken from a movie uh, that was produced about 30 years ago called Dead Men Walking. Okay. And picture, picture yourself, we as believers, we're dead men walking. And uh, we're walking down the hall of a prison heading towards— the electric chair, mm-hmm. be executed. But all of a sudden, we're sidetracked into a room before we get to the to the uh, execution room. And in this room that we go into, 
is this huge courtroom with this pretty impressive-looking judge behind the bench. And, of course, we sit down, and we're wondering what's going on, and the judge looks at us and says, you are here. Do, do, would you like to be pardoned for your crimes against God? We all look at each other and say, yes, Your Honor. <laughs> and he says, okay. And at that moment, the lights flicker. And he says to us, he says, at this moment, someone has been executed in your place. Mm. You are now pardoned. And we all, we just are taken back with it. And he, then he says a second thing. He says, now you're pardoned and forgiven. Not many of your family and friends, other people will still believe that you're guilty, possibly still believe that you're guilty. So in addition to pardoning you, I'm going to give you a new identity and a whole new reputation. Mm-hmm. Because of what my son did for you, I now give you the gift of his righteousness. So he says that. And we look at each other again, completely taken back. And then there's one more thing. He gets up off the bench, takes his robe off, comes around the bench, and stands next to us in a t-shirt and jeans and sneakers. He puts his arm around us and says, now, you probably don't have a family to return to. Would you like to come and live at my house with my family? I have a big mansion. And in that mansion, you'll have many brothers and sisters who will love you, and you get a chance to love them as well. I will give you everything you need to live in this life, and you will be an heir of everything that I have. Would you like that? And we're, and we're just awestruck and saying, yes, Your Honor, we would like that. And so he gives us not only the gift of being pardoned, the gift of righteousness, but the gift of adoption, you know, as our heavenly father. Yeah. So. so That's good. Yeah. It, it helps me to just think about, you know, how, how that, uh, how that, how that not only occurred, but uh, God's attitude in his heart mm-hmm. for his people, yeah. you know, that he, he, he uh, has adopted them and they are now his children. That's encouraging. Yeah. So one of the things that we've talked about many times over, I think we're, I don't know, we're a hundred, close to 150 episodes is how almost probably all of our problems find their root in who God is or who we are. Hmm. And often, well, again, always in some sort of misconception about who God is and who we are. And so what are some of the ways that you think or have seen a right understanding of who God is and who we are in light of our salvation in Christ has really challenged some of those um, bad thinking models for who God is. Mm. I grew up as a, as a person involved <clears throat> in a church life. I learned to pray very early on at meals and at bedtime and I began to learn the Lord's Prayer at a really young age. And it was taught to me as a way that I could get God to be pleased with me, mm-hmm. get him to forgive me when I did something wrong. If I prayed this prayer enough, in my mind, that would put me on the right side of who God was. Yeah. And so my understanding of God was it was all up to me to be able to demonstrate enough 
merit and enough good good things in my life in order to get him to accept me and not send me where I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. So that was a, what I now find uh, many years later when my brother finally um, shared the gospel with me. I shouldn't say finally. He came to Christ uh, in, in his high school years mm-hmm. and then got up the courage to tell his older brother a couple years after that when I was a sophomore in college. And I began to understand the gospel the way it's presented in the Bible. And I began to see that God is not necessarily and is not the person who is ready to to um, hurt or punish me when I step out of line mm-hmm. unless I do something good. Um, but he's, he's a father who loves me, who delights in me, who because of his son has forgiven everything. And it's given me so much of a clearer picture of who God is mm-hmm. and, and scripturally, you know, speaking who, who God is and what he has done and accomplished for us through his son. And so in answer to your question, that's, 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 that's where I came from, my picture with God. And that's, that's how I'm growing into uh, understanding who God really is mm-hmm. in his love for me. Now, yes, God is a judge. Yes, he will judge the living from the dead. He will separate every person at the end of time. Uh, and to those who will inherit life and those who will not. Um, and he is the maker and creator of all things, mm-hmm. but he's my father. Yeah. It is an interesting tension that we have to hold on to of both of those truths. And uh, I oftentimes remind myself on a regular basis of the goodness of God, because it is so easy to find ourselves in subtle ways slipping into a mindset that sees him as someone who must be appeased. We have to keep good credits with um, somebody who's, you know, got a whooping stick, just watching you and waiting. And for a lot of us, that's a reality. We, mm-hmm. something bad happens and we go, oh, I must've done something wrong. We had Sean on talking about Job uh, last week and that, you know, was a big oh. narrative there with Job's friends of like, okay, Job, <laughs> how'd you screw up? Like, mm-hmm. what did you do? Because this must be for your sins. And I appreciate you pointing out that that dynamic of the father relationship, because a good father, at least, um, is so essential to understand and is often, unfortunately, foreign to a lot of us. You know, we look at fathers or maybe we don't have fathers to look at. And um, that leaves us with kind of a confused perspective on him. Yeah. How good that we <clears throat> we get a loving heavenly father instead of an angry judge. Yeah. Very, very good news. Mm-hmm. So... This is kind of radical. You know, this is really good news. Kind of radical, kind of earth-shattering stuff, the substance of the gospel. So what what does this mean for the normal person? You know, how does the men how do the men you're talking to on Tuesday um how ought, I suppose maybe is one way to say it, they respond in light of this. Their day-to-day family work, community in the church, those kinds of things. How does it change you? I think it it's certainly not an overnight change, mm-hmm. but it's a change that comes over time of <clears throat> renewing our minds and renewing our thinking about who God really is. And it starts by taking time, you know, with our Father, because He 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 yearns for us to come and to just to be with Him and to tell him what's exactly on our minds and our hearts, mm-hmm. you know, and to confess freely the things that we know as human beings we've done wrong 
and we we screw up on every day. Mm-hmm. But he's there to accept us and love us. So it first takes coming. You're willing to come because God is my father and I can come. He doesn't hold that whooping stick behind mm-hmm. his back. He's not ready to just uh, throw a lightning bolt towards me. Mm-hmm. I can come freely because of Christ, because of what Jesus did. That's complete and done. My father accepts me. And so I encourage the men and I encourage all of us who, lis- who are listening to see God as our father in the sense of our coming to him, calling him father. Um, and it's a very intimate term that Jesus yer- uses for father. You mm-hmm. know, it's almost like the term daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, coming to our father, coming to daddy, opening our hearts, pouring out our hearts to him and letting him know what's going on in our life, how we need his help, and how we're trying to trust and want to trust him more and more in our life. So I, so the guys are um, encouraged to take this next month and, and take the Lord's Prayer, and each day pray it, thinking about the different parts of the Lord's Prayer um, and what, what it tells us about who God is mm-hmm. and what he's done. So I think that's the best way I can encourage people to begin to think about uh, God as their father. Take those scriptures that talk about God as father, meditate, think about those, and then put into words your heartfelt prayer uh, each day, throughout the day, every day, moment by moment, he's there and he wants to hear us. Yeah. I know one of the formative parts of scripture that has had probably one of the most impact on me in my life is the story of the prodigal son, mm-hmm. you know, which is all of our story, um, who, who uh, turned to Christ. And when I think about the reaction the father has, you know, when, when we do something bad or we make a fool of ourselves or we break relationship, there's so much shame, you know, or, or anger caked on top of it that we don't want to mm-hmm. go back or, you know, there's no way we could go back. Could you imagine facing you know, my dad, after he found out I did what? And um, that sense of fear and dread that creeps into our relationship that creates barriers. But seeing the Father's reaction has been so illuminating to me mm-hmm. when I think of the Heavenly Father of, um, you know, not one who just simply paid my debt, but one who wants to have a relationship with me as well, he wants me to come to him and even, you know, maybe come to him and confess, Father, Sometimes I'm scared to come to you. Sometimes I'm ashamed or sometimes I think you're disappointed in me in these things and confessing those things to the Lord and knowing he's good and he forgives and he loves us in spite of all of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that's helpful to me in my thinking when I get together with the Lord uh, on most mornings, I think right away of who he sees me as. Mm-hmm. And his word tells me that he sees me as someone that he chose someone that he made holy because of what Christ did and someone he loves dearly mm-hmm. more than I can ever imagine. So I think about those three aspects of my identity, you know, and who he sees me as. And it gives me great hope, gives me great uh, comfort, and it gives me great freedom to come to him and to ask him and to tell him what's on my mind and ask him for those things that are close to my heart mm-hmm. for myself, for my family, for other people, knowing that my father loves to hear me. Yeah. Yeah. What a great comfort in this life to know that we have that. 
So uh, just in closing, um, just what is one encouragement that you could provoke or prompt or encourage anyone listening now and incorporating this idea of God as their heavenly father? What would that look like for them? It comes on the heels of a, of a scripture that Paul wrote to the Romans, Chris, in chapter 8, uh, starting in verse 15, that I think is probably the most helpful passage in this whole attitude you mm-hmm. know, of, of seeing God as our Father. Paul says in verse 15 of chapter 8, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. So that's the thing I think I would leave with people, mm-hmm. just the uh, understanding of, of that we've been adopted, um, that God is our Father now and forever. He has a good plan for us, and under, understand how he sees us, and uh, that he's available anytime and any place. Yeah. Yep. And he delights in us. Boggles the mind. Well, I can't add much to that, Rich. You you left me with uh, with no words. So <laughs> <laughs> oh. usually I like to yeah. add the last word. In. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what a wonderful, wonderful encouragement mm-hmm. that I think we need to be reminded of on a regular basis. So yeah. I appreciate you All taking the time. And uh, for those men who are listening, this will air on Monday, actually, on today. So that means tomorrow is men's breakfast again. So that is happening at 6.30. 6.30, yes. Yeah, breakfast is provided and there'll be more wonderful wonderful teaching and instruction and community there. It's 6.30 to 7.30. Who is teaching tomorrow? Connor. Connor Clark. That man is a legend. Love Connor Clark. Well, Rich, thank you so much for coming. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, Chris. Thanks for taking the time. I enjoy our conversation. Of course. Listener, hopefully you were encouraged by this. And if you are listening, men, and you're not going, go to Men's Breakfast tomorrow and for the next three weeks. We would encourage you to participate in that. It'll be an enriching time for your soul. And until the next episode, we will see you then. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.